Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. I was fascinated last week that Jerry was pounding Egg McMuffins like it was his job and dosing them with salt because he didn't care because he's 80. How about that? What better, shrimp cocktail or Egg McMuffin? Don't waste our time. It's Egg McMuffin all day. And don't get me started about those puny little cocktail rings that you buy. They're disgusting. Egg McMuffin's good anywhere. That's right. It's the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Welcome, everybody. Welcome inside the RP Show. Big time sports talk coming to you from South Florida and the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a pretty happy guy. As you can see on the screen, we are brought to you by Great Western's Original 16 Beer. And we'll talk about that a little later on in this hour as we welcome the Moose in. He comes to you from, what is it, Darren DuPont? Winyard Composite School. Is that the official name of where you are hanging your hat today? That's right, WCHS, the Winyard Composite High School. Love it, love it. Hey, I got to ask you this. I was just going back and getting some screenshots of the interview with Frank Saravelli, the baby-faced assassin, and I'm looking at this going, listen, I set this up a little more so there's more tree views in the background here, and I'm thinking maybe this isn't the best, most flattering shot for me. Do I look fat? Is it too much of a god shot, as they say in the broadcast <laughs> business? Should I go back to what it was before? Because Frank's supposed to be the one with the chubby cheeks, not me. That guy. He looks younger in HD from his home office than he did on TSN. I got to say, but is this, should I go back to what I was before? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. I think it looks pretty good. I mean, I don't know if the viewers are commenting, but I think it looks good. Hey, have I ever, you know, I've, I've got your back. Have I ever steered you wrong before? No, you absolutely haven't. So if you think it's okay, then uh, we'll continue. So ring the bell, you effing pansy. Ringing, breaking news today. We got two things. Number one, Frank broke it. was one of the first things I saw this morning when I got up was that the NHL and the players have agreed to not send the players to Beijing. There's been no official announcement from the NHL nor the Players Association, but it's coming. And he's, I think if you saw the interview, he said that they had to notify the IOC first and blah, 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 blah. Frank's kicking ass <laughs> on the insider trail, as you know, because he can say whatever he wants. Secondly, the other breaking news, which has come down in the last 20 to 25 minutes, is Chris Jones is going to be announced as the coach and general manager of the Edmonton Elks. And this might be the clip that lives in infamy on Twitter coming out of this show. Not that I'm going to say anything wild about it or, or whatever, but we do cover Canadian sports, and the CFL is a big part of Canadian sports, obviously, and the Edmonton Elks are a big deal. And it looks like Chris Jones is going to run the show there again. And Darren, if, if I just may, yesterday after the show, had supper at the beach or uh, lunch at the beach house and young server came out to me and he's like, hey, what are you doing? I've seen you here before. I saw you here a couple months ago. Now you're back doing your show. What do you, what do, you do? And I said, it's sports talk. And he said, what do you talk about? 
And I said, uh, the Canadian Football League, NHL, Canadian sports, what's big in Canada? And he's like, CFL, is that a big thing? And I'm like, pretty big thing. It's like the NFL of Canada, if I may. So he's like, cool. He's more into the NBA. I got to say, there's a lot of people asking if we'll do more NBA talk on the RP show. And I just, that's not in the offing right now. Bowl games, yes. More and more NFL talk, yes. But I think we're going to stay with the cornerstone foundation still of this show because it's gotten us a long ways. And that is CFL, NHL, Major Junior, NLL, blah, blah, blah. So back to the Chris Jones thing. When he left to go to the NFL, I didn't think we'd ever see him again. So count me as the as the shocked here today, frankly, that he's in charge of the Edmonton Elks again. He was he was the best guy out there to hire. I didn't think we'd see the day. I know. I'm with you on that. Like I'm really am. Like I, I was the same thing. I mean, I had that conversation with him right when he was in the airport leaving, right after he left. And it sounded like a guy who was like really happy and he was never coming back. Like he was getting a one-way ticket down to Cleveland. And yeah. you know, you just thought that's going to go where it's going to go. And then when he decided to take the Pittsburgh job, coaching high school, you're like, okay, he really wants to stay close to home. He wants to stay here and work his way back to the NFL. And that's that. But you know what? Coaches want to coach. And winners want to win. And competitors want to compete, right? And Chris Jones is all those things. You can argue whether he's a winner or not, you know, He's, but he's won, and he wants to win, and he wants to compete, and he doesn't want to sit there and let somebody else call the shots. He wants to call the shots because he thinks he knows what's best. And when this opportunity came up to go back to Edmonton, it's not about spurning the Edmonton football uh, club or about leaving. It's about opportunity, right? When he was in Edmonton, sure, he was the head coach, but he could come to Saskatchewan, and he can have more control over player rosters and as an entrepreneur mindset that I have, it's a little bit of the similar mindset as a coach. You're like, okay, I can coach this team, but I could also construct the roster, which would make my coaching easier. I could control it all. This is great. I got to do it, right? So now he sees that opportunity in Edmonton again, and he's happy to go back, I'm sure. No ill will towards the team, but as a fan, you see it, oh, I'm leaving them high and dry. But as Chris Jones, he only sees opportunity. And now this is a great opportunity yeah. for him to come back home to Edmonton. Hour two, by the way, is brought to you by Great Western's Original 16 Beer. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you. And I'll just open up the Taco Time viewer takeover comments here. A little early today, Taco Time. It is Taco Tuesday, by the way, $2 tacos. And I'm just going to leave it up to the commenters for a while, uh, to just to stay amongst themselves for a while. Um, and you and I will wrap. I mean, one thing about Chris Jones, so they hiring him was easy, really, proven, winner. Who else are you going to hire? Now they got to go find a president. I know some of the people that have interviewed for the job, and they're either close friends of Chris Jones, or they've worked with Chris Jones, or they at least know of Chris Jones. And one thing that you will never hear about Chris Jones is that he's hard to work with. You don't hear that from anybody. People may not like him in the league and so forth. But I mean, I've personally seen it with my own eyes. Chris, we need you to do this. All right. You know, like he's not obstinate in that way. He's just singularly focused on one thing and that's winning and that's it. And you can look back if you want. You know that the Edmonton Elks and Chris Jones are preferring to look forward 
Um, one thing that I have heard in the football circles is that, you know, Chris Jones wasn't looked favorably upon for leaving that high school football program in the middle of their season. It is what it is. I don't think he's losing much sleep over it. But you look at, yeah, somebody wrote in here, was it, was it Northside YEG? Somebody wrote in and said, what's the first order of business for Chris Jones in Edmonton? And that is a hell of a good question. You got Nick Fatty Arbuckle under contract, I think. You're probably like every other team and got 50 plus free agents. So you're probably getting on the phone and calling your top guys and trying to convince them to re-sign. I would, I would think, Darren, I don't know. I mean, we haven't even talked about Trevor Harris getting cut yesterday at, by Montreal, which initially I'm like, the week of Christmas, this league is heartless. And then people are writing me going, well, you don't know. Maybe Trevor Harris wanted out. Maybe he knew that Vernon Adams was their guy. So this gives him a head start at, at looking at other teams. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. But you couldn't wait till after Christmas, really? But whatever. I, I don't, I just, it's the way the CFL does business that I've never really understood. But back to the Jones thing. They'll find a president that can get along with Chris Jones. And away they go. And they, they won't look back. I feel bad for Jamie Elizondo, the head coach there last year, because this is the word in the league is that nobody would have been successful in that environment under that president and under that GM. Yeah. So people feel bad for Jamie Elizondo. But now for the Edmonton Elks organization, this is pretty good, pretty good news day today, I would think. Darren, what do you think this hiring means for Chris Jones? And what do you think, or for Edmonton, and what do you think his first order business is? Yeah, I think it's really good. Now the fan base and the city has to get over him leaving, right? They have, to be, they have to move on from that and understand that it was chasing opportunities. You know, we often leave home, do our thing, find a way back, or we make a new home or whatever. But people leave and do things for different reasons, and you have to look out of your own circle and understand, put yourself in somebody else's shoes to say, okay, why would you do this? And anyways, doesn't matter. He's here now, and we want to win. And I think he'll be able to turn that organization around. Now, Will he be 100 players through like he was early on in Saskatchewan? Maybe. But I think, you know, there's two thoughts here. First order of business, Chris Jones is a defensive coach. So that's probably where his attention will be first is that defense. But if I'm Chris Jones, the first order of business is figuring out your quarterback situation. Who's going to be the guy handling mm -hmm. the football? It's Nick Arbuckle, great. But Chris Jones, as we saw in his time here in Saskatchewan, um, he's got his own idea of what, a Chris Jones quarterback is, right? The quarterback he wants to lead his team. So that's what he's got to do first. He's got to assess the available free agents. He's got to scout college. He's got to look at the guys he has, Taylor Cornelius, um, and, you know, look at Nick Arbuckle. And he's got to find his quarterback first. That'll be the biggest key to the elk success. Hey, podcast listeners, sorry to interrupt your podcast. It's Moose here wanting to tell you about another podcast, the Knuckleheads podcast. Our friends over there, they bring on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, ba and basketball nostalgia. It's hosted by former NBA players, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. It's called the Knuckleheads podcast. It's their seventh season doing the podcast, and already this season, they've had Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, 
and DeMar DeRozan, the former Toronto Raptor. Yes, NBA veterans Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. So listen in to the Knuckleheads podcast as they invite on special guests, high-profiled athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to unstold, untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. It is the Knuckleheads podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I'm seeing some interesting comments coming in from the viewers here uh, from Nelson Hackowich, our VP of Sim Events, says, is it wrong that the GM coach hiring came before filling the role of president? Jeff Cabillas in Winnipeg says, yeah, it seems backwards. Guys, we were on that weeks ago, and I, I said that. How do you do this? How do you hire the GM before the president? But I was told I was an idiot, so I guess you guys are idiots because I had my hand slapped because we don't know anything. Um. Somebody said you can kiss, Winnipeg can kiss Willie Jefferson goodbye. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Winnipeg can kiss Jefferson goodbye. William and Lloyd Minster, Canada's only border city, says uh, Trevor Harris going back to Edmonton now that they have a new boss. I mean, all of this is on the table, but one thing you can't discount is that the players follow Jones. And I do think there's a lot of, uh, it's 111 Eastern, by the way. The opportunity portals opening, Darren. You're, uh, are you listening? Are you listening? Let's go. As everybody is perked up, viewership is picked up as they want to talk about Chris Jones to the Edmonton Elks. I feel so blessed and fortunate to have worked three years with the guy and have seen him work close up. I see why people follow him. I could sit and tell you Chris Jones stories until the alligators come home. By the way, I see Oleg in Winnipeg says he's worried that I'm going to be eaten by an alligator. Don't worry. If it hasn't happened yet, it ain't, it ain't happening. But the one thing with Chris Jones, I remember when he came to Saskatchewan, he had uh, a trusted guy working in the, in the uh, office that they had had a long history. And I said, how do I prove myself to Jones? What do I need to know about with Jones? Because they said, with Jones, you're either with him or you're against him. There's no gray area. You're either on his side or you're not on his side. And I said, what do I need to do to prove that I'm on his side? And the guy said, just be you. Jones will like you. Jones likes you. You'll be good. So I just kind of conducted myself how I normally did. And Jones and I were great. But he, if you're on his team, you're on his team. Do you know what I mean? If you're not on his team, God help you. And I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> right? I'm yeah, kind of the same type of person. Of like right. But I think that those coaches are going to follow Jones to Edmonton now. Most of these coaches are on one-year contracts anyways. I just wonder what it means with the coaching salary cap. I feel like that's loosey-goosey. All these free agents. I mean, Willie Jefferson being one, Jackson Jeff goats another. He never played for Jones before, but everybody, maybe because Jones goes to Edmonton, Darren, they become the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the CFL, i.e. Brady's there. We all want to go there. I'm not saying Chris Jones is right. the Tom Brady of the CFL, but you know what I mean. They, that becomes the destination place, which means you could be turned around pretty flipping quick, pretty quick if you're the Edmonton Elks, just because of one hire. Have you thought about that? It's influence and it's attraction, law of attraction, right? It's law of attraction. and. All of a sudden, yeah. it's an interesting market to play, right? It's an interesting market. Now, all of a sudden, the brand's got a little bit of buzz. You know, the new brand that is the Elks. 
And, you know, it's a nice city and there's a lot of good things working in their favor. And now you've got this coach. Um, it'll be very interesting. This is something that really is going to spice up the CFL offseason. And that's that's what we're here for. Spicy. Spicy. I want to say hi to everybody watching the weekend show on Access right now because I feel this is a wonderful segment for the weekend show. Yes. That airs province border to border in the rectangle. I see some Edmonton fans aren't very happy um, with this hiring, and that's cool. I, I, if people see my eyes glazing, it's because I'm just surfing comments here as you talk. See what I want to read over the air here. Um, yeah. From Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg. Rod, do the Chris Jones boy. Well, <laughs> um, Nelson. Our VP of Sim Events says the best thing here is we get to hear Chris Jones and media scrums again. Well, uh, from William and Lloyd Minster, Rod, can you handle minus 30 when you come home? Who says I'm coming home? And William, just worry about you. How about that? Just worry about yourself. How about that? Uh, Jeff. And Winnipeg says, looks like the NHL is officially done with the Olympics. From John Kirby in Edmonton, breaking news from the score. The NHL is officially out of the Olympics. Uh, you're testing me, guys. Frank Zaravelli broke the story hours ago that the NHL's players are not going to the Olympics. And we had him on the show last hour. Let's get with it. As Johnny Athens says, you know what he says, Darren? Wake up and smell the coffee. That's right. Uh, Randy, That's right. Randy Nichols. Go look him up. He's probably lurking in a parking lot near you. Uh, Randy right. Nichols watching. Out. Right. From Cochrane, Alberta. Says, will Jones and Murphy ride again? See, this is the storybook stuff that we all love about the CFL, and I wonder if the CFL loves it as much as we do. They don't want drama. They don't want gossip. They don't want intrigue. But that's what we all want. And hence the disconnect. Uh, Randolph, sorry, Robin Stewart watching on YouTube says Jones lost in Saskatchewan. No, he didn't. He was moderately successful. And he went got to progressively the better every single every single year, right? And yeah, it was it was what it was at the beginning. Sure, he didn't win, he didn't win a great cup. I get that. So moderately successful sums it up. Didn't finish the job. From Oleg, from Oleg in Winnipeg says Oleg likes angry Rod. I'm about. As angry as you're going to see me today, because yeah, it's my last day before Christmas. Bob's your uncle. I'm going to Bass Pro Shop this afternoon, and Bob's your uncle. How could you possibly be mad? Jeff Cabellos in Winnipeg says, breaking news. Jeff Cabellos is late to the party again. Hashtag late news. <laughs> we just flogged him, eh? You oh, need yeah. to be in for two hours. If you're not in for two hours, you're junk. I see Ryan H. wants to talk about featured games tonight. There's not many to choose from, although you could choose from the Potato Bowl or the Frisco Bowl. 
We will take a timeout and return right after this. You're watching the RP Show. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Our annual World Juniors preview is Christmas Eve, noon Eastern, noon to two here on Game Plus and YouTube Live. And we will be joined by members of Hockey Canada, as well as USA Hockey reporter from Elite Prospects, Julie Robenheimer, and also Calgary Flames broadcaster, Peter Lou Bardius. And away we go, back in the air chair, as it will. The moose is with us. And again... Uh, my phone's blowing up here. Ah, um, my internet's a little twitchy here. I'm very touchy with it after what happened yesterday. Although I went back and watched some of the clips. I think you guys were a little overboard on the, uh, <laughs> internet being catchy yesterday. But anyways, my yeah, internet is going, great. my phone's going nuts over the no NHLers to the Olympics. And I guess... It's daytime sports talk. People have tuned in on Game Plus television here across all 10 provinces and 31 states to talk about the NHLers not going to the Olympics and also Chris Jones being hired by the Edmonton Elks. We spent most of the last segment talking about Chris Jones going to Edmonton. We can spend a lot of time on it here if, we, if you wish, but we, it would be a disservice to the hockey fans and the NHL fans and the Olympic fans to talk about the fact that players didn't go. And I don't know if you saw the Cervelli interview, Darren, but he was, not only did Frank Cervelli of the Daily Faceoff break the story that they're not going, he said there was no actual vote. And I kind of wonder how that could be. Clearly he's right, but I would think it's a player's union. And if not a union, then for sure an association. How does it not go to a vote? Unless I guess you have elected officials that make that decision for the players on their behalf. Because McDavid said it was unsettling. Steven Stamko said he wanted to go. Sidney Crosby said this morning would be disappointed if they didn't go. And then news comes out that they're not going. So I just kind of wonder how this all came about. I do too. I do too. And I, and I understand and I respect if that's the process, that they've got elected officials, people running the organization that can make these decisions on a whim and, and not get everybody together. Uh, maybe the player reps have to make the vote, whatever it ends up looking like, but you're going to get a mixed reaction. And you got some players like, you know, you know, very highly respected players like Sidney Crosby, who says he'd be disappointed. It's disappointing to think that we might not go to Beijing, you know, Stamkos wanting to go and that these protocols are the, that you're hearing are the worst of the worst case scenarios. And it's probably not going to be that bad. You got other players who will say, no, I don't want to go. Um, it's, it's tough because they're not all on the same page. The Olympics is very special. And one thing we've learned, too, when, when we postpone games is your window to be at the elite, elite, elite level of your craft sometimes is very small, especially in sport. Other industries, you can be elite for a little bit longer, but in sport, it's tough. And you're kind of playing the luck game that your window of your timeline matches up with the leapfrogging every four-year Olympic, right? So the players in the NHL that are at the elite level today that would go to represent Canada, I understand they'd be super disappointed, 
because this is a lifetime you know of memories this is a real big goal for them this is a wonderful moment and even if they postponed it the games to next year those same players aren't guaranteed a spot to go it's it's a tough thing I invite audience participation, and right now the leader in the clubhouse for the Taco Time $50 gift card is Randy from the Peg. Clark, we have his number on the text line from the 902 who wrote in, Merry Taco Christmas and Happy Mexi Fries New Year. Simple, but it's got the job done. I welcome, welcome all your comments here. Ryan Jackson, watching on YouTube, somewhat rhetorically, I would suggest, has written in, and says, hilarious, how grown NHL players are canceling games and the World Juniors is still a go. What is the logic? Ryan says, I guess COVID doesn't affect the juniors. And I think he's just talking. I hope he's not looking for an answer from you and me because, well, I'm too stupid. I shouldn't speak for you. Maybe you've got an answer to that comment. But it's very similar to our opening segment, the warm-up, where the Vegas Golden Knights have postpone Thursday's game against LA because of COVID health and safety protocol, but they're playing tonight as it stands right now against Tampa. And people are saying they wrote into the golden Knights, Instagram page saying, so Thursday's a threat, but tonight isn't. That's kind of where we are in society right now. Nothing makes sense. And what does make sense? I think just to answer though, to try and answer Ryan's question, they played the world juniors last year without fans. They're moving ahead right now, saying there will be fans, but that was as of last Friday. Things are changing from an hour ago. Like, right. do you think they're that they're like, we, we have the framework already, we did it last year, so we're going to do it again with fans or without fans? How, how would you answer that? Yeah, for sure. I would say they're different situations. Even the Tuesday to Thursday game in the NHL are two different situations. Likely the games that are being played tonight the teams have already traveled. They've already arrived there. They're already, they're already there. So it's easy to keep everybody safe, keep them separated from fans and play the game. Traveling to other cities, going through security, doing all those things, that's a wrinkle. So you don't play Thursday. And same with the World Juniors. You shut down hockey at the National Hockey League level because there's travel and all these other things. The World Juniors, I, my understanding is the teams have already arrived. So we're yeah. not doing any extra travel. We're not adding, there's no added risk here. The players are there. They've got their own modified quarantines and hubs. They're going to go about business playing. They're not going to interact with fans. The only decision to be made is how many people will be allowed in the building. So it is completely different. I think we have a new leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> how do you like my sound effect? That's kind of a sucky truck horn, but Rod. I thought that was the uh, thought that was the garbage truck going by again. <laughs> it's we got a new it's leader. Christmas time, and Rod's got a new toy. It's like a semi. It's a parade of semis going by. It's just you two. You no, know, you are like. Everybody listening is like every parent on Christmas. The kid got a new toy, and he's wearing it out. And you're like, can you just stop it for one second? <laughs> I love it. We got a new leader in the clubhouse for the comment like of the this week. Is real life, eh? It's, this is a job. This is a job. It's from oh, Jack Fulton. One rod. Jack Fulton in Vulcan, Alberta says, as far as the Olympics... It's a matter of taco or not taco. 
Bingo. Sorry, Randy and Winnipeg. I could do this all day, and I might. I was trying to find this exact sound effect. The Florida Panthers play that when they score, when they come on the ice. It's, a, it's like, uh, it's startling in FLA Live Arena. Right now, Jack and Vulcan, Alberta, you are the new leader. You have nudged Randy from the Winnipeg out. But Randy could still say it, could still come back next week. Um, what, as far as the Olympics, it's a matter of taco or not taco. They're both really good, though. Oh, very good. Um, anyways, back on point. I apologize for getting so off track and being a kid there for a second. Uh, Ryan has thanked us for answering his question at least and acknowledging him because I don't think he was actually looking for an answer from us as to why the World Juniors is still a go, but the Olympics are not. Total different story, of course. You go halfway around the world. The Olympics are much bigger than the World Juniors, and trust me, I've been at both. Um, let's just spend some time on the Chris Jones thing for a second. Randolph Charles in Ontario says, I will say this about Chris Jones, polarizing. You either love him or you hate him. And I don't really know why that is. Uh, <laughs> reminds me of a roast that I did for the former mayor of Regina, Pat Fiacco. I said, um, there's no either way, there's no in between with Mayor Fiacco. You either love him or you either hate him or you really hate him. It was a roast. It was a roast. Well, that's funny on the love-hate thing with Chris Jones, but that's how you win when people either love you or hate you. And for the most part, people in the gray, in the middle, kind of liked by most people, but kind of indifferent, very nice, warm, all that funny, you know, fuzzy things. Um, those are great. You can last a long time. But that's how you win elections. That's how you win games. You know, when people either love you or they hate you, Republicans or Democrats, conservatives or liberals, Chris Jones, you either love him or you hate him. And those guys and girls are capable of finding enough people that love them so much to create a winning team, right? To win an election, to do whatever you have to do is be so polarizing, but find enough people on your side to get the job done. And that's what Chris Jones is traditionally able to do. <laughs> Chicona Powell in Winnipeg says, I could care less about Chris Jones, but sure love how Rod says his name. LOL. <laughs> Randolph in Ontario. He says, when I went to school, nothing got done on the last day before Christmas, just like the RP show today. That's the thing. I'm feeling generous and not necessarily punchy. It just might my, my last show before Christmas, and I just want to have fun. And I'll go back to the Chris Jones thing. I mean, we... Again, I, I didn't think we'd ever see him again. I thought he was gone to the NFL. And after that, maybe he was going to stay in high school forever. Because quite frankly, this is the one thing that people, I think, really need to understand. He was making more money in high school, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, than a lot of CFL coaches make. Based on exchange, based on taxes. Do you know what I'm saying, Moose? Oh, we lost Moose. Oh, Jeff Reinbold tried logging in too early. One quick comment from Sean McCormick at Game Plus Television watching in the control room right now in downtown Toronto. If the people in Edmonton don't want Jones, Hamilton would sure take him off their hands if Steinauer ends up in Washington. So there you go. 
Chris Jones, not the most warm and fuzzy guy, but he wins. What do you want? As John Lynch says, nice guys run the Kinsman Club. Jeff Reinbold joins us next. You're watching the RP Show, coming to you from South Florida on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It's the RP show on this winter solstice, by the way. Happy winter solstice to everybody. Another beautiful day here in South Florida. It's the RP show. Daytime sports talk and breaking news today. Two items. Number one, Frank Cervelli, who was with us last hour from the Daily Faceoff, breaking the news. NHL players have voted not to go to the Beijing games. And number two, the Edmonton Elks are poised to name Chris Jones as their next head coach and general manager. Announcement forthcoming. So quite a few things to get into with our good friend Jeff Reinbold, Hamilton Tiger Cats special teams coordinator who joins us from from the island. Hawaii. Big island, little island. Coach, yeah, what's up? There's only one island, and that's the big island, Hawaii. Okay, I got you. Haven't been, but when I am for the first time, I'll look you up, Coach. How's life, man, since uh, Grey Cup? How are things with you? It's great to be home, Rod. This is this is such an amazing place. But I'm going to tell you something. I run a far, far distant second to you because you're the only guy I know that could have a show that headquarters out of Regina, Saskatchewan, but you record on the beach in Florida. You are my hero. How about that? <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Well, as you know, you're mine. And you asked if I was coming to the Hammer for the Great Cup, and I said, I'm good here. I'm watching in the living room. And, uh, but I missed a hell of a game and, uh, quite an effort by your guys. Have you, do you ever get over something like that? The 33, 25 overtime loss to the bombers in the great cup. Yeah, you got to get over it because that's what the job requires. I mean, if you're going to lay around and, you know, suck your thumb and lick your wounds, you know, you're going to get beat. I mean, everything in this business, Rod, as you know, this is a high performance industry and you got to put wins and losses behind you real fast and get on with the next task at hand or you're going to get your butt beat. That's just the way it works. And uh, so are we disappointed? Yeah. Are, am I personally disappointed? Yeah. But the reality of it is we had a great season. It was a great, great cup. It was a great cup that I think our game needed and our league needed and our country needed. And, you know, that kind of passion at the stadium, the biggest crowd in the history of Tim Hortons Field, uh, you know, a game that goes to overtime and, and two teams that played extremely hard. I, I just thought it was really what the Great Cup should be. Well, that's why you've lasted so long. Obviously, you're a great coach. That's the biggest reason, but also your positivity. But I would be remiss, Jeff, if I didn't ask about this, the uh, Rouge concession a couple minutes into the fourth quarter by Tim White. If I, I, I got to ask you about it, your take on it. And did it have as big a bearing on the game as some have led us to believe that it cost the tie cats the game? Well, I, I, first of all, Orlando's addressed that already. And, I, and again, you know, we, we are in, you know, in lockstep on everything in our organization. You know, again, it's one of those things. And this is what happens in huge football games and in every football game, but they're multiplied when you get into huge game. Every decision, every, you know, every play takes on magnitude and you know again 
we can sit afterwards with hindsight and you can say, well, this is, you should have done this and you should have done that. And I don't think that's fair. I think Mike really, uh, you know, was a voice of reason. I mean, here's the guy that won the game and he comes out and says, yeah, I think Orlando made the right decision in that case. So he, he wasn't doing that to protect Orlando. He was doing it because he's answering the question honestly. And, you know, it's hard. It's really hard for anybody who's not in those situations to really understand it. And the whole, you know, all of the things that you take into consideration as you're making those decisions. So, you know, again, it, it, criticism comes with the territory. And, you know, again, I, I don't, I th- like I said, I, Orlando's addressed it. And as far as I'm concerned, it's on to, you know, it's on to the first game of training camp in 2022. Absolutely. And uh, for those that don't know, O said it was a good decision. Uh, it was for field position. I think he almost said I'd have done the same thing. So, yeah, I want to move on. But just one thing. Did the football get better, Coach, as the season went along? Because the playoffs were great. The Grey Cup was great. Every league has stinkers. We saw a 9 nothing game on Sunday Night Football the other night. But as overall football, what was your take on the quality of football this year? And did it get better as the year went along in your mind? Yeah, Rod, I think that when you look at the the way the season went and you consider that there were no preseason games and there was so much, we were limited so much in terms of even communication with the players in the offseason and preparation, getting them ready to play. You know, certainly Saskatchewan, you know, had that crazy first day where they lost all those players to injury. You know, when you consider all of the things that were stacked against us, to be able to play an entire season, number one, and to be able to play at the level that I thought the players played was really a credit to them and credit to the everybody in strength and conditioning, the trainers, the people that handled the COVID protocols, everybody in the league. Uh, you know, it, it really was an amazing thing. I mean, we're looking at the National Football League in its second year of the COVID situation. And you saw the game the other night where the Browns, they really have no chance against the Raiders because they're so depleted because of the COVID deal you know with the exception of the little blip that you had up in in Edmonton we didn't have any of that and I think that's a credit to the league it's a credit to the players that that you know had to live through the protocols and the coaches that had to live through the protocols and everybody that was a tier one person you know that had to live through all those protocols and was unselfish enough to do it for the good of the league I think that was really a outstanding says an awful lot about the kind of players we have in our league Well, I would love to get your take on this, and I don't know if you'll address it on Sky Sports or not, your take on this, but the coaches, I get where they're coming from in all leagues, that you're losing games because you don't have your best players. They're in COVID protocol. You mentioned Cleveland. They're starting their third-string quarterback Monday night because their top two tested positive for COVID, and they're not sick. And Kevin Stefanski could be fired if they finish and last in the AFC North this year. Like, it doesn't seem very fair to me, Coach. The coaches aren't getting a pass for losses despite COVID complications. What's a coach's view on that? Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you want fair, you don't go into coaching because it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, you sign up you sign up for everything in this business. And, and we have a saying, or, you know, I have a saying that I, I learned from Coach Ramil, and is that is basically if you want credit, go to the bank. I mean, what we, what we sign up for is, you know, an unfair situation you know kevin stefanski is an outstanding coach and he's done an amazing job you know putting that organization back together after you know the mess that it was in two years ago and if you'd ask him when he took that job well you know 
this is what's going to happen, Kevin. You know, you're going to have a pandemic and you're going to lose players and da 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 da. So, do you want the job or don't want the job? I bet you, I, I would bet my, I'd bet your next paycheck, Rod, that Kevin Stefanski would say, <laughs> yeah, I want that job because, you know, there's only, when you, when you count the nine in the CFL and the 32 in the NFL, there's, there's, you know, I, I'm not a math guy, but I think that's 41. There's only 41 of them in the whole world. And, you know, they're coveted jobs. And so you just understand that that's, that comes with the territory. Special people. And I know that. And that's why I've never been hard on coaches because I've seen it from the inside out. I would never want to do it. But uh, it's special people that do. Uh, Mike Lee, by the way, good friend of mine, oil man, says aloha from Maui, Jeff. I got two Hawaii <laughs> guys on this show. We're talking CFL. Got go. it. Okay. Good friend of mine. He's yeah, spending the holidays uh, in Maui. What's up for you, Coach? Um, you well, gonna go you know, on the NFL trail now? Like, or what's what's up? We're we're like everybody else. You know, I'm really fortunate that Scott. Uh, excuse me. The Thai Cats have been good enough to let me go over and do broadcasting in England. I'll go. Normally, I go as soon as our season's over, but because the season got pushed back and all of that, I'm going to go right right about New Year's, and I'll spend January in, in London uh, working for Sky Sports, go to the Super Bowl, we'll broadcast the Super Bowl, and then I'll come back to Hawaii, and we'll start ramping up for you know the 2022 CFL season. Everybody's pretty much in the same boat right now. I think, you know, whether you're a free agent, whether you're a coach, wh- whether you're uh, you know, a front office guy, you know, there is one thing that's for certain in pro football is that there's going to be change. And we've already seen it in our organization. We lost Sean Burke, who's a outstanding, outstanding football guy and good person. And, you know, he's really going to help Ottawa. I think, you know, it, it got tougher to win in the East when, when Sean went over there. And we lost our strength coach, Ike Brown, who's outstanding, not only with the players, but you know, in, in every aspect of what he did for our organization, he went to take a job at LSU and, you know, you can't help, you can't help, but know that in this business, whether it's players, coaches, or, you know, front office guys, none of us has, uh, you know, a chair with their name on the back of it. You know, it's, it's, somebody's going to be sitting in this chair when I'm done. And, you know, that's just the way it works. Quick question. What's your happy mm-hmm. place? If I had to hold your feet to the fire. Hawaii or the sidelines? <laughs> you know, I, it's funny, Rod. People ask me that question every once in a while. Like, you're a lifer, man. You're going to do this forever. I hope I'm not like Tom Moore and I'm worrying about, you know, getting a punt block when I'm 83 years old. There's a lot that I love. There's a lot that I love about life that, you know, I want to do while I'm healthy enough to do. And, you know, whether that's surfing or, you know, all the activity, act physically active things that I like to do. Um, One of the great things about the CFL is that it gives us an opportunity to have a life outside of football. I look at my friends in the National Football League, you know, Rob Ryan and, you know, Thomas McGahee and all the the buddies I got in that business. And I'm going to tell you something, Rod, their lives are really, I mean, it is a grind. That is a meat grinder of a business. And yes, they get paid extremely well and it's the highest level of competition and all of that. But boy, they certainly don't have the, the kind of opportunities that we have in the Canadian Football League. That's, I know, for sure. That's why we love it so much. Coach, Merry Christmas. All the best in 2022. Let's keep in touch. You're an absolute gem, very special person. I appreciate the time. 
Meli Kaliki Maka to you too, Rod, and everybody at the RP show. Uh, again, love your work and keep doing your thing. Sam to you, Coach. Thanks. The only Hawaiian I know, Meli Kaliki Maka. Merry Christmas. Jeff Reinbold joining us from Hawaii. We'll be right back with overtime and what I think will be a very interesting Taco Time viewer takeover. You're watching the RP show on this Tuesday, winter solstice on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Join us Christmas Eve. Our annual World Junior Preview Special comes your way at noon Eastern here on Game Plus Television with guests from Hockey Canada, Alan Miller and Mike Dick, broadcaster Peter Labardius, and from Elite Prospects, USA Hockey's Julie Robenheimer. Well, very special uh, last segment for me heading into the Christmas break. We bring the Moose back on, I believe, for overtime, which is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC, the NHL, Christmas, and whatever else you need. Uh, from my cousin Christine Darren in Medicine Hat, she says, Thanks, RP Show, for buying supper tonight at Taco Time. Going to try a crisp meat burrito. I've never had one. Well, Chris, get your workout in afterwards. Those suckers are like 900 <laughs> calories, I think. But, ooh, so good. It's my, it's my favorite. Uh, I got to say this again. Found a good one. <laughs> we got a new leader for the Taco Time comment of the week. It's from Jack Fulton in Alberta, who says, Got to absolutely love Coach Jeff Reinbold, solid guy. Uh, Randolph Charles watching in Ontario says, Graham Kelly told me that's why Huff came back to the CFL. He was at the Giants facility at 5.30 a.m. and not back home until 10 at night. Uh, and I'll get, there's a lot of Merry Christmases coming in. I appreciate that, Jennifer, from the Four Seasons. And Buford writes, and he says, why would you even want Taco to China in the first place? Stop, stop it. I'm awarding the winner, Jack and Vulcan, Alberta. Okay, you can keep commenting oh, in, but stop trying to win it. Carlos in Indianapolis says, last RP show of the year. Have a great Christmas and New Year. No, 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 no. The last for me. Moose, you're coming in over the next couple of days. We're on every day on Game Plus every TV. Day. You should explain. Yeah, we should, you should every explain what's going on. Every day. So I'll be hosting tomorrow and Thursday. And I think, Clark, can I spell those two guys in my ear? Justin Dunk will co-host, I think, tomorrow. Ooh, how about and that? Darren Bombing from Winnipeg is going to co-host with me on Thursday. So we got two more days of shows. We're going to continue to follow what's going on in the NHL. We're going to lead you up to the Christmas weekend. Um, more on the World Juniors. Then on Friday, you know, Rod will be back, but not here live, I guess. Is that what we want to say? For the World Junior Preview Show. That's on Friday. And then next week will be all of our best of the year shows. So we'll be hosting those, but we'll be throwing the clips. We'll be bringing out some great memories. We'll be doing things. Um, bringing back some of the best funny moments and things like that from the past year. So that'll be next week between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting time of year. Um, I've been putting together some commentaries 
for the radio stations that carry my commentaries. And by the way, if there's any radio stations out there listening that want to carry my commentary daily, get a hold of Darren. But it's the year of the back-to-back champions. Tampa Bay Lightning, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I was sitting there thinking about this stuff, Darren, just doing year-end stuff. You've probably thought about all this stuff because you've been doing more year-end work than me. And then I started to think about the NLL. And I'm like, who's last champion of the NLL? Wait a minute. They didn't even have one last year. Was it not the Calgary Roughnecks from 20? When's the last time the NLL handed out their trophy? I don't even remember. Yeah, 2019 would have been the, the Roughnecks. In ju- well, in June of 2019 would have been the Roughnecks. Uh, 2018 was the Rush. And then in 2020, they didn't hand out um, a championship award. And I think the Rush were 7-3 and three to start the year. The Roughnecks were 5-5. Five and five. But yeah, you're right. Calgary's the defending champ. Ryan in New York. Merry Christmas, Rod. Don't forget to leave a taco and Diet Coke for Santa on Christmas Eve. I think Taco Time does uh, Taco Time does Pepsi products. Just putting that out there. Yeah, Jeff the Stamps fan says Calgary Refnecks. Calgary Refnecks, as you have just confirmed, are still the defending champions of the NLL. And, and anyways, I will leave you with this on the Ryan Bull comments on the CFL. I mean, this guy's yeah. still in the CFL. He's still slugging it out. And I love that. I think we're still in the CFL in a way in terms of covering it. I just feel like we're not on the same page necessarily with the CFL as to how things should go, and that's fine. But I love the CFL just as much as Jeff Reinbold does. But I think if we had made this a CFL-only show, what the hang would we have done for all of 2020? I love being able to talk about the NHL and junior hockey and NLL and basketball when we have to and everything else. But I love the CFL. I love what the CFL was. And I just wonder if it's ever going to get back to that. I guess fun, the part of the fun part is following the daily fortunes of the CFL because Chris Jones is back and we'll always do our CFL thing. The CFL is great. Uh, and I look at the NFL. I got a lot of friends in the NFL too that, it ain't what it's you just you see them on TV every Sunday. You don't see the other six days where it is a grind. And That's it's right. not for everybody. But the CFL is very special. All these leagues are very special. Darren, you're very special, as is all of our staff and the viewers. Merry Christmas, and the Moose will be back in that chair tomorrow at noon Eastern. For the rest of you, happy holidays. See you in 2022. We tote know what we're doing for more rod peterson on demand visit rodpeterson.com everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.